Welcome to Leadership Matters, a podcast hosted by me, Steve Parker, a series that brings a fresh perspective to leadership, motivation, and how to succeed by talking to a diverse range of CEOs, business managers, and world-class talent. We also offer some personal tips to help you in your career. Each episode aims to provide a snapshot into the life and philosophy of some of Taiwan and the world's most successful leaders, and to find out more about why leadership matters. We're very, very lucky today to have uh, Benjamin Lamberg in the studio. Benjamin has been leading Credit Agricole in Taiwan for a couple of years now. He's also been leading the French Chamber of Commerce. He's got an incredible history. He's worked in Hong Kong. He's worked throughout Asia. He's worked throughout Europe, mainly in the banking and finance area. And I can tell from the way he sent me his CV that uh, he's a very well-organized person. It's very focused. It's very kind of date and fact driven. And I'm looking forward to kind of delving a little bit deeper into that because the Benjamin I know and the, and the CV that I got, there's, there are some differences there. And I think it's this uh, dichotomy that is really interesting when you talk to leaders. Benjamin, welcome. Merci, Steve. Ah, of course, merci. Uh, so first, thank you very much. <laughs> what a privilege to be invited by the guru of leadership. Uh, for me, it's my first podcast, so I... I feel like a millennial to be with you today, so that's great. Thank you so much. You're the leader of a huge organization. How do you go about kind of creating that? Because I know it's very important to you. I know it's very important to, to European companies in general. How do you go about creating this environment of learning, and how do you make it relevant to people? I think in Taiwan, people are very focused on hard skills, i.e. better at being technical on something. And here... I'm trying to tough on soft skills. That's one element. Two, it's key for an organization to be a living matter. We need to grow. We need to progress. And ultimately, we are what our staff is. I mean, it, it's a little bit kind of French syntax, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it's a really nice point. You are the people, right? The people make an organization, if I can paraphrase what you're saying. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Absolutely. People matter. We tend to say, you know, that banking and finance in general is a people business. And I truly believe that. We are extremely regulated. We tend to be well-organized businesses. But ultimately, what makes a difference is a collection of people you get uh, around you. And for myself, I drew my motivation from our staff. I draw my energy from the energy I've got around me. I'm an energy vampire. <laughs> So I really need to have staff which are motivated. I need this level of energy at work. So I hope I'm contributing to this mix, you know, by giving and passing some of my energy. But it's a two-way. I also need the energy from the staff. This is a super good point because I think a lot of leadership conversations center around how you can give to your staff, how you can develop your staff, how you can motivate them, how you can give to them. There's not a lot talked about what the staff have to give you. But people don't talk about this concept that you've just talked about, which is um, your leadership actually reflects and bounces back from the energy of the room and the people in the organization. As an international leader, you've lived in a couple of different places. How do you go about building this? And I'm not going to go down this vampire line. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you go about building this rapport and this kind of uh, reciprocal energy that you get from them? How do you go about building those? teams and alignment. There is a first requirement, which is as a leader, in good or bad days, you need to lead, you need to have the energy and you need to have it in you. But indeed, it's nicer, you know, when, when you're in this kind of 
to raise relationship with your staff. I think I found in Taiwan the same kind of culture, you know. Uh, people like to work together. We have a lot of group forming outside of work to do specific outing. On our side, we're just adding a, a layer of organization, you know, to all of this kind of nice goodwill. Our CSR activity is an illustration of that. And we have an amazing turnout for this kind of event. We are uh, supporting an organization here in Taiwan called the PAC, uh, which is a, a shelter for abandoned dogs. We have also the One Mountain, One Tree initiative, where we are for a full day of staff going to plant uh, trees. Nice outing uh, for all of us. We have the beach cleaning. Uh, so quite a lot of, uh, of nice initiative. Let's have a look at this. I mean, the CSR aspect, I think. I mean, banks in general, I mean, you, you don't really have a product. I mean, I know you do. Don't get me wrong. But, but there isn't a, a physical product in the way that an organization that sells shoes or something. So your product, in a sense, is service, right, which is always harder to quantify. It's harder to kind of sometimes to know what you do. There's an element of organization and process about banking, which is necessary. Creating this goodwill, driving this into an organization, so what you're doing is you're creating an atmosphere where your people are wanting to do good or they're being kind of shown what good is in a way, right? You're, allow, you're giving them an environment where they can do good and feel good about that. Indeed, indeed, Steve, but I would even say that for the banking industry as a whole, also in Taiwan for the last three to four years, more than CSR, ESG is fundamental into the role of, of a financiers being in the bank or in the asset management industry. The role of banks for me is, or at least of credit agricole, is to finance the real economy and the energy transition. The point for us is to finance job, finance real project, and energy transition. And in Taiwan, I was quite happy to see that the authorities took it quite seriously in order to motivate local banks to also embrace ESG financing. Much more needs to be done, but we are definitely on the right path. Trillions of dollars which are being needed in the next 10, 20, 30 years in order to change the paradigm of our economy. Currently, we are in a carbonized economy if we want to stay on this planet foreseeable future, we need to invest zillions of, of dollars and public money is not enough. You need private capital to be mobilized. We need banks to take into account ESG, CO2 emission into our financing project. And this is what's going to make the difference. So there is much more which needs to be done and with strong strategies in order to help our clients decarbonize their activity and by doing so, hopefully living in a more sustainable world. So I think that the world has come to a point, which I, I'm actually really excited by it. We're in a very interesting place in history now because governments are talking about ESG. Private organizations are talking about ESG. Um, citizens are demanding this of their organizations. They're demanding accountability. And obviously NGOs have always been kind of uh, on, on this cutting edge. So I'm actually quite optimistic about the world because I think it feels like there's a general, you know, you're talking about leading an organization and encouraging people to go in a certain direction. But I think also the staff and the customers are pulling you in this direction. I mean, do you think this is fair? It's absolutely fair. It started 12 to 13 years ago in Europe with the European Investment Bank, which with a few banks, uh, including Credit Agricole, did what we call the first green bond. 
All of this started on a best effort basis and has continued as such with banks taking commitment. But now you're mentioning the role of government. I think we need more regulation around this. I think that the government need to impose for industries and for banks much more capital, potentially some incentive to further finance the energy transition. Benjamin, I, I mean, there's so much in what you've been saying over the last few minutes that we could go on for hours. I want to bring it back for a second and just kind of give a little bit of a summary of what I've heard from you. You talk about the organization being the staff. The staff make the organization. I think you are banking, you talked about banking being a people business. And often people forget that. But I think we have to remember, that, you know, at the core of everything, there are people. You go to an organization, there are still people involved in that organization. We need to develop those people. You talked about this leadership getting energy from the staff and from the organization. So it's not really this kind of one way, you know, some leader riding into battle and everybody follows them in, but everybody kind of has to work together. And you as a leader get your energy from the staff in your organization. You, you talked a little bit about building an organization of goodwill. You mentioned CSR and you mentioned the projects that kind of bring people together. And more than doing good even, it's all about bringing the people together for a common cause that maybe isn't as connected with their daily grind. You know, you're building teams in that way. You talked about as an organization that what you want to do and what you believe the organization should do is to, is to foster positive clients and businesses that are doing things that are helping to affect the change that you believe and your organization believes is essential for the world to survive. You talked also a little bit about government having a strong role to play, right? Regulations. I mean, often bankers will tell me that they don't want regulations, but uh, what you're telling me is that in, in areas you believe that there needs to be regulation in order to help people do the right thing. And I think I agree with you there. I think you're very considerate for your audience to retranslate in a great English accent uh, all of what I've said. So thank you so much, Steve, for that. Benjamin Lambert, this has been a, an amazing conversation. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Steve. You can listen to this podcast live on the fourth Monday of every month on ICRT and after that on the ICRT website, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Leadership Matters by Stephen Parker. You can also check out my social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. Look for my tagline, Leader Matters. We'll see you next time.